So once again, welcome to everyone who's just joining. Um, I want to get into the word because I want you guys to understand the posture that you need to take, you know, day to day as we go through what I believe is a difficult situation. You know, it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing because it, it happened seemingly so quickly. And it's almost like it's snowballing. And it's like, we're like, how do we get out of this? What do we do? You know? Um, and it's easy to, uh, um, yeah, I agree. Trust the government. That's what a lot of people do. They, they just, um, they just believe that, that the government's not going to lead them astray. And so they trust them. Um, yeah. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. You know, and this is the thing as well. We help each other. We help each other. Um, if you find out like, uh, ways you can, can, uh, work around these different mandates and stuff like that. Um, but again, I'm, I'm going to read this Psalm, um, first, usually I read a Psalm at the end, but, but this one I want to read first because we have to know, and I, I read this last week and I prayed as I read this, I, I, you know, and that's something that I like to do. I like to read a Psalm and pray, you know, with, with each verse. Um, and let me tell you something. If you're one of those people that feels like, you know, I, I don't know what to pray or like I pray for a few minutes and then, and that believe me, if you get a really long Psalm and you pray your way through that an hour later, you're going to be like, wow, that, that was, that went by fast. And it's powerful to speak the word of God out of your mouth. It's powerful. So Psalm 37, I'm going to, I'm going to read, um, most of the verses, not all of them, because it's a very long Psalm, but I'm, I have some notes attached to it from, from the study Bible, because it's it's important to understand, you know, when, when we're reading this stuff, how to apply it for us. Because like I said before, we need to take a stand. We need to fight back, push back, you know, but, but also remember, um, Remember where our, where our found, where we have a firm foundation. You know, my feet are, are, are on a solid rock. I have a firm foundation in Christ. I'm not easily shaken. Let, you know what? Let me just, before I, I want to read this, this, before I get to the Psalm, Matthew chapter seven, verse 24, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock, though the rain comes in, and the floodwaters rise and the wind beats against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on a solid rock. That's how we have to build our lives on the solid rock of Christ, a firm foundation, not like those who, who, who built it on, uh, uh, on sinking sand that'll easily collapse that everything that would come against us, it bounces off those walls because our foundation is firm. It's solid. It's secure. And so just remember that you're one of those people. You're rooted and grounded in Christ. You're not easily swayed. And the, 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 the scripture is obviously telling us, yep, there will be a, a wind that beats against that house, but you don't have to worry about it because you're secure and you're solid. Because there's too many times I feel now 
where where it, the easy thing is to say, why is this not going away? Why, why is the devil overstepping this much? Well, let me tell you something. His time is about to come to an end because the church is about to overtake him as they always should have. No more being quiet. No more being silent. Right? That, the, the devil is under our feet. I forget who said it. Was it Evangelist TJ? It might have been. I forget. Um, I think he said, even if you're a pinky toe in the body of Christ, the devil's still under your feet. So it doesn't matter who you are. In Christ, you have the victory. You're not hoping for it. I hope, I hope we win this battle. No, the battle belongs to the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 1. Was it Pastor Oscar? Sorry, I, I I hear a lot of preaching all the time. And so I tend to mix up who says what. But I try to give them credit. Psalm 37. Don't, verse 1. Don't worry about the wicked. Or envy those who do wrong. Another way of putting it is, don't be annoyed or frustrated about the wicked. And so, you know, I played that, that video from our prime minister and, and, and it's like, it's easy to get like super irritated, be like this guy, you know, but the word of God is telling us, don't be annoyed, frustrated, or worried about the wicked or envy those who do wrong for light grass. They soon fade away like spring flowers. They soon wither. Verse four, take, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Another way of putting that is um, rest in him. Rest in him. That's like, it's like a, 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 a safe place. You know, Steph mentioned it earlier about how uh, when Jesus was in the storm, that he was, calm, you know, he was asleep. And then he told the, the uh, uh, Psalm 37. Uh, and he told the storm to be still, you know, it's that kind of rest that Jesus, the storm was like that boat was, was sinking. Probably it's right. Filled with water. Jesus is fast asleep. That's the kind of rest that you have, right? Psalm 37. That's the kind of rest that you have in the Lord. Verse seven, sorry, verse six. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. That means you're going to have vindication. We're going to be vindicated. There's a lot of people that are being dragged through the ringer right now. But in short order, there will be vindication. Verse seven, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper. Listen to this or fret about their wicked schemes. Live in an expectation that God will answer you. We, we have to have an expectation especially during this time that the Lord will act on our behalf. Why? Because we're people that live in obedience to him. We're people that who have committed our ways to him 
and, and we're people who, who, like Jesus instructed us to do, bind and loose things in the spirit. So we're not, we're not sitting down. When I see that video, I say, I forbid a vaccine mandate to come. And even if they attempt it, it won't last. It won't work. That's how I look at things. Don't fret about their wicked schemes. And this was in the psalm written a couple thousand, probably more. No, 3,000? A long time ago. Okay? And people had wicked schemes then, and they have wicked schemes now. That hasn't changed. The difference now is we see that acceleration towards the end because now the technology is in place uh, for these things to actually happen. That, that's the biggest difference now. That now the, the, the systems of the world are set up for something. That's, that's why there's that, that push towards the end. Um, verse 8. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. It only leads to harm. Don't, do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed. Um, the funny thing about that is that I know, um, it's easy to get mad. It's easy to get angry, but the, the word is instructing us. Don't lose your temper. Don't become enraged because that leads to harm. That's not going to, um, it's not going to make anything better. You getting upset and, and, and you know, losing your cool, uh, it's not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it, right? Just a little, not, not my advice. It's literally from the word. Uh, verse 12, the wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. The wicked have been plotting against the godly for a long time. There, there's always, listen, you just have to put it this way. <laughs> Until... Uh, um, um, Satan is, is bound and, and thrown in the lake of fire. He's going to do everything he can. Um, he's going to do everything he can to come against the godly, to come against, uh, those who are in Christ. That's just what he's always going to do. It's what he did in the old Testament. It's what he did in the new Testament. It's what he's doing now. Right. Um, 18th of December. I listen, you know, people it could be, it could be, I heard, I heard a little earlier than that, but it could be, um, because the cases are, are still going to go up. Um, want to know why? Cause it's flu season. You want to know why it's flu season? Because they've never been able to get rid of the flu. And you don't have to present your flu vaccine to get into a restaurant either. But it's normal. There's nothing abnormal about this. <laughs> Verse 17. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered. The strength of the wicked will be shattered. But the Lord takes care of the godly. So that basically means instruments of wickedness. So, so the, the wicked things, and, and these are, these are scriptures that it's, it's, 
Um, the wicked will be completely taken away, obviously, when Christ uh, returns in, in the millennium, of course. But this is being, being fulfilled now as well. That's what you have to understand about the scripture. So the, there are instruments of wickedness. Um, agreed, Steph. And degree, Maria. Um, instruments of wickedness will be shattered. But the Lord takes care of the godly. I don't know about you, but that is quite encouraging. <laughs> Verse 18, day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent. You know, that, that's basically saying God watches over the righteous and cares for them. If you're someone like Lisa that, that has pressure at her job, let me tell you something. God is watching over you and he cares about you and he cares about that. Don't just be like, oh, well, well, just get another job. No, he cares about that. So either he's going to provide a way out for you or have an even better job waiting for you. That, that's how it works. Verse 19, they will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. Remember what I, that, that scripture, the story I read about Isaac in, in, in the book of Genesis when, when, um, he was thriving in the midst of a famine. Even when the enemies um, tried to fill up his wells, he still thrived in the midst of a famine. And that's, that's you and I. That even in hard times, they will have more than enough. So if you're a person that even suspects that your job might be in jeopardy, right? Yeah, I know. I know, Sheba. I know. I know. Even if you think for a second that your job's going to be in jeopardy, no, not according to this. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. Verse 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He's going to point, you know, that, that's what I mentioned before when I, even when I was speaking about, about who to vote for and stuff, God's going to direct you to the right thing. Don't be swayed, you know, or, or, or like, oh, I, I listened to this guy and he said this. And then I listened to this guy and he said this and that, well, you're never going to make a decision then you have to go with where's the Lord leading you to go. You know, what do you have a clear conscience about doing? Anyways, I'm not talking about the election. Verse 25, once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Hmm. Never have I seen the righteous abandoned or their children begging for bread. You think that changes now? You think that changes now? No, by the way, and the note attached to that is that the righteous can never be forsaken. Um, soon stuff soon. The righteous will never be forsaken. I know some people are like, well, um, what about the people that are martyred for their faith? Let me tell you something that doesn't mean that God has forsaken them. There is <laughs> a special crown waiting for those people in heaven. They have not been forsaken by God. They have, they're, they're, Mart do you understand what where martyrs are elevated to? 
Not everybody's martyr, you know. I don't live my life thinking, ooh, I wonder if I'm going to be martyred. No, I just do what God tells me to do, and I follow the word. But those people, they're not forsaken. Don't, don't be one of those people that are like, well, what about the people in Afghanistan? They're all dying. They're going to receive a very special crown because God has not forsaken them. I don't think there would be Sheba. That's why the Canadians are here and not there. They want to make a one second there. We know that. God places us in certain places for a reason. Let me, let me tell you. You, you are where you are for a reason. Just, just to say. I don't think some people would last a second in another country. I really don't. Am I saying that you're not going to eventually be a martyr? I don't know. But I don't worry about that. I don't worry about that. It's not how I live my life. I live my life. What does God want me to do? And I'm going to do it. And however that ends, it ends. Verse 32. The wicked wait in... Listen to this. Oh my goodness, it's almost seven? Yikes. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Stay, stay strong. Verse 32. What was that, that, that little tweet? Um... Oh man, a bunch of people were putting it about like some people are going to church or some people can't even go to church because it's not safe. Ah oh, man, I forgot what it was. It was really good. A bunch of people were posting it. Anyways, verse 32. The wicked wait in ambush for the godly looking for an excuse to kill them. Listen to verse 33. But the Lord will not let the wicked succeed or let the godly be condemned when they are put on trial. Oh, it wasn't a tweet. Okay. Well, I thought it was. Lisa, what did it say exactly? Because I, I, I didn't even come close to saying it the right way. Right? The Lord will not let the wicked succeed. That, that's the word. That's not me. You know, you know that there's a, a, a verse reference attached to that verse. Second Peter two, verse nine, listen to what it says. So you see, ah, d go to jail for your faith. Some of y'all won't even go to church for your faith. <laughs> we don't judge people here though. Um, second Peter two, verse nine. So you see. The Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. So there's going to be a time when, when all the wickedness is gone. But even until then, even until then, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from the wicked. Why would he stop? Why would he stop with you? Oh, you know what? I've been rescuing people this whole time, but these guys, I'm done. I'm tired. No, no. Wait, listen, when you obey the Lord, you are entitled to the fulfillment of his promises. Every promise comes attached with, with if you obey, this is what you get. That's a, a biblical guarantee. It's a guarantee. Let's finish it. Verse 39. The Lord rescues the godly. He is their fortress 
in times of trouble. The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. (laughs) The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them and they find shelter in him. He's our stronghold. There's three blessings attached to that. Number one, when you trust in God, help from God in time of need, deliverance from your enemies, and salvation for your soul and your body. These are the promises of God according to his word. That's right, Sheba. His word is number one. He doesn't go against his word. Yeah, exactly, Bruno. Deuteronomy 28, that's what, blessings and curses. If you obey, this is what happens. You're entitled to the fulfillment of those promises. Friends, let me tell you something. Um, I know the next, listen, I think it's safe to say the next little while, I don't want to say it's going to be tough because like, I don't, I'm always a forever optimist. I don't like saying that. It's going to be busy. (laughs) It's going to be busy. There's a lot of things coming down the pipe, a lot of announcements, the election, all of it. But read Psalm 37. Read it out loud. Remember it. And remember that God is true to his promises. Like Sheba said, he doesn't go against his word. So if his word said it, then he's going to do it. That's right, Steph. So be encouraged. Now, now is not the time to ever like start questioning, well, why isn't it getting better? Listen. God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And last I checked, we, we've been thriving through this time. We've been prospering. The church has been exploding. For something that's, that's so difficult, God's been with us every step of the way. And it's not about to end now. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these that are listening. I pray you bless them in abundance. I thank you for your great protection over our lives. I thank you for your favor. I thank you that we know that you are our stronghold. You are our refuge. You are our shelter from the storm. That when the wind beats against the house, we're not affected because our firm foundation is in Christ. That the devil can try to throw everything he wants to at us. But we know that thanks to your promises, you will rescue us from all those things. So Father, I thank you in advance for good news for great things that are going to happen and for continued prosperity of your people and continued uh, um, um, acceleration as we bring the gospel forward in these last days, that nothing will stop the advancement of your church because you have built your church on a rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
And I thank you for these things in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen.